Hi, listeners. A quick note about today's episode. We're going to be talking about the FX series Under the Banner of Heaven, which has been airing on Hulu. This episode is actually part of a seven-part series that I have been working on over on Patreon. We're going to be covering the finale in this episode and just some thoughts about the series overall. So obviously there are going to be spoilers. If you haven't watched the series yet and you want to, then pause now and come back to this later. It's been a really fun project over on Patreon. I did a few episodes solo, and then I did some with my friend Kelly, who had some really great insights and deep dives and fact checks. And this episode is with my friend Jake from Not So Peter Priesthood. So this is a very special bonus episode, Taste of Patreon, for you all. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. This is Katie and I am joined today by a very special co-host that has been more regular lately, Jake. Hey! Hi! (laughs) We always loved Jake is back on today and I'm so excited because, well, we're going to be talking about Under the Banner of Heaven, obviously, if you've seen the title. We're talking about the last episode and then just thoughts about it in general, but how long ago did you finish this series? Mm, um, I think it's been it's been like two or three weeks. Whenever I feel like I feel like you watched it like right when it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching it concurrently. There were a couple of weeks that I missed it, and so I would like catch up, like because it. Well, might get into that, but like I, you just needed to do it when you could do it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. not when you're yes. mentally prepared for it. <laughs> yeah, I actually haven't been able to watch two of them back to back. I've had to like take breaks in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we've said, Sarah can't watch it because of Hulu, I guess. And Dusty's catching up. I guess yes. it just released episode five in Canada as so, we're recording yeah. this. Yeah. So. We're going to be covering, well, just reviewing episode, I think it's seven is the last episode, and then just kind of like chit-chatting about what we think about the whole crazy thing and how it was done. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was telling Jake, I did watch this maybe a week ago, maybe a little less, and mm-hmm. I wrote my notes, so they might be a little disjointed, but <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, the, the episode opens with Pyrie. He's sleeping on the couch. And if I remember correctly, this is because he had uh, the argument with his wife. His wife, where she said uh, she wanted to marry a uh, righteous man, whether it's him or not kind of thing. Right. I think that kind of comes up again in this episode. But, like, didn't she, in the last episode, she caught him reading the anti-Mormon material in the car? Uh, yeah. Something like that. And so he's sleeping on the couch. And he's awakened by a phone call from the station, I believe, stating that he needs to go to help his partner, Taba, with Prophet Onias, crazy mm-hmm. bearded man. Um, yeah. And he was wearing his garments. They weren't like real Mormon garments, but, you know, they're mm-hmm. trying to replicate that. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered about that because um, you could definitely tell they're not real. They're too crisp. First, they're too crisp and clean to be real garments wearing them every single day (laughs) (laughs) and i do i feel like the um the neckline on it was kind of 
was cut pretty low, but also I don't recall men's garments necklines. Were they pretty low? Well, so the well in this in this time period too, like time period, <laughs> the eighties, you know, yeah. so long ago. But like the, I think feel like all the men wore the low cut ones. So like it would have been like Yeah. And those go low low, like low, like like showing here. them titties low. <laughs> showing them titties, yeah. I, like, so maybe that's what they were going for. Yeah, I did notice how low cut it was, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so then it like so it shows Detective Tabo with this Prophet Onias character, and he calls him Mr. Onias, and he's very quick to correct him and go, It's Prophet Onias. Like mm-hmm. this guy, I, I keep you know, I know that it was like it's a it's a TV show, but this was real. Like this guy, it's bizarre that he would really, you know, you meet someone that really wants you to call him a prophet like that. I mean, we have them in the Mormon church, but <laughs> <laughs> at least they don't, um, make it, they don't call him Prophet Nelson. That's just uh, I, it's it's all just weird. It's yeah. just terrible. But like, yeah, I and to correct him and be like Prophet Onias. I'm Prophet Onias. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> was it um, that Janet Jackson is Miss Jackson if you're nasty? That's what I keep. <laughs> <laughs> Prophet Onias if you're nasty. <laughs> you're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Thomas. Nasty. And then Thomas says something like, "Like you're fucking with me, right?" And he and Onias goes, "You will never receive God's favor with such foul language." <laughs> and I like cackled, just like, uh, yeah. "Okay." Like, as if this guy wants your God's favor. Well, mm-hmm. uh, he starts talking about how Ron Lafferty is the one mighty and strong. They use that a lot in the series. And it jumps to, Ron, like, the scene of Rob, Ron Lafferty telling Robin, I believe, to take the rest of their money and take it to Nevada to bet on horses. Mm-hmm. Or a specific horse that supposedly, <laughs> I, I think he specifically said, like, God will whisper in my ear telling you which horse to pick and it'll bring our families back to us. Like, what? Um, (laughs) Weird. But, I I mean, it just shows, like, their sense of like, grandiosity and how they really think that God's, like, speaking to them. But... Well, also, like, they're delusional. Like, they're, at this point, I feel like they're so into what they're, um, they've even fooled themselves into believing that they're like that they're talking yeah. to God and it's yeah. like that they start believing the lie even though like they're so entrenched in it they'd been in a doctorate so long and then it just wore at them I feel like I feel like this is like a mental breakdown for them honestly like I feel like this is like a moment where there's like I wish I knew the psychology of this I'm getting into psychology but like the um, I, as if I'm a, I'm not an expert, but I just, I wonder like if there's like something to that anyway, I'm not, no, I'm not I totally, into the weeds of like, I just wonder if like, this is like a symptom of just like obviously mental illness, but like there's something, there's something like else. there's a break. There's like, yeah. it feels like there's something broken in them that has like caused this and it started from their indoctrination. Yeah. And it makes me wonder about, like, even just, like, um, Brigham Young and the early yeah. prophets. It's, like, how much of that has to do with 
you want the power and the control, but then at what point do you start to like believe it and you become delusional and then you do all of these heinous acts? Like it it would be very interesting to study like who actually believes it and who just actually wants the power or what kind of mental break someone might have. Well, it's like, the cult leader mentality too there's got like in the, uh, what's his name i always forget his name james no mm-mm. no manson no what is his name the guy that the oh grenade. jim jones <laughs> jim jones yeah <laughs> yeah you're close <laughs> yeah, the <Let's> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i always forget his name for some reason but like but somewhere along the line you know those these cult leaders they start believing their own lie and they see the yeah. power that it and they see that people believe them and they they soak in that um the the fact of having followers and people beneath them and they yeah taking advantage of that yeah it's scary it like it's really scary shit and that's why i've i don't know people are always like oh the mormon church like they're fine they just do good but then it's like when you take the mormon church literally and you have violent and delusional men like this it's a recipe for violence and disaster like it's yeah. scary for sure like with all cults <laughs> um all right so then ron like comes to the realization that someone helped his wife diana escape and matilda tells him like that it was these this bishopric and the state president mm-hmm. and then also mainly brenda mm-hmm. is who helped diana get away and so this is what these were the people that were on Ron's removal list. list. Yeah. yeah. And I wrote down a quote from it that they said specifically, it is a commandment to remove these individuals in rapid succession. Consecrated, dedicated tools to be used for removal. Like that triggered me so much oh, when it said like consecrated, consecrated. dedicated tools. Like oh, that's so mormon in its origin you know like and these are the the weapons they're going to use to kill brenda and these other people that are questioning their authority like oh man i actually forgot about that i actually don't think i even caught that it's crazy hated it (laughs) um and you know how like as um you have these little priesthood holders that are always carrying like is melchizedek priesthood right am i yeah you carry the little oil things on yes. your keychain. Yes. And um, <laughs> like just in case you need to consecrate something and it, give a blessing. It's so weird when you think about it now. Like, so anyone listening who didn't grow up Mormon, how weird does that sound, right? You have <laughs> yeah. these like these dudes that carry around little vials of oil. Is it usually like olive oil or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and olive oil. Virgin, it's supposedly virgin like, oil. yeah, it's supposedly like the sacred consecrated oil that they will put a drop on your head when they're going to give you a blessing yeah and well, they so like carry it on their teaching <laughs> yeah and desert book sells little like specific <laughs> ones that you can use they're like specialty whatever like they say ctr on them or they have temple oh on them or whatever God. you know it's so terrible but oh. They also, you have to do like a little uh, prayer over them, I guess a pra- blessing over them. It's like a little ordinance to consecrate the oil first and before it's actually before you. quote unquote consecrate, consecrated. So usually my dad has a a bottle of it like in the fridge. That it's like the special blessed oil? <laughs> yeah, it's been blessed already. Like, and 
we sold the uh, we sold it at Desert Book. Sorry, I'm going on the this. No, but, like, I, I love it. Desert Book, and it was like it said consecrated oil, and I was like, this is like pre-blessed. Like I don't know what's going on. Like yeah, and, how did you get yeah? <laughs> blessed oil. I have still have no idea if it was like pre-blessed or if we're supposed to just like you bless it anyway. I don't know. And they're making money on that. Mm-hmm. That's oh my god. Also, how funny that there's like consecrated oil in your fridge right now i'd be like tempted to use it for a salad dressing and be like (laughs) i got my holy oil (laughs) it might make the salad taste better or i'm gonna choke on it because it's (laughs) the holy oil i don't know it could go both ways get me out of this key then yeah (laughs) oh my god so uh okay so they're talking about the tools used for removal this removal list and Prophet Onias says that these words are madness. And Dan says that that's what wicked men say about men who have revelations. Of course, anyone who like questions the leader is wicked. Yeah. So Ron calls Diana and commands her to return with his children. He reads the revelation to her. Basically the one saying like, I'll kill you if you don't come back sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and blah, blah, blah. Prophet Onias says that he bets Ron killed Diana and his children to prevent them from growing up in apostasy. I mean. Oh. Yikes. I mean, luckily he didn't, but apparently that was his plan. It was like, if you leave the church, I might as well blood atone you so that you don't grow up in apostasy. Okay. Then at the jailhouse, it shows Pyrie talking to Alan Lafferty about where he thinks Diana might have gone when in walks, this is what I wrote, in walks an old man, because I didn't know who he was at first, in walks an old man who says, Brother Pyrie, I was impressed upon by the Holy Spirit to speak with you. And he is so creepy. We find out later, yeah, we find out later that this man is a general authority and that, um, Kyrie's wife had gone to him with her concerns about, I think both about like his family, but I think mostly about him questioning the the church and having his faith shaken sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then this is when they start talking about the removal of the priesthood ban, which I thought was interesting that they did yeah. finally. And he says um, that the authority says, We've been struggling with public perception, and we don't need any more detrimental public press. Ah, yes, 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 because this was right at that time. Yeah. So, remind me, was this when they're, is he talking in front of the, uh, Brenda's husband? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It is that scene, okay. Yeah, Yeah. and he's essentially, like, threatening him to stop speculating about the LDS connections to the case, and and Mm. threatens, like, it, there, I don't remember the exact quote, but he threatens his family's eternal salvation. Like, do you mm-hmm. really want to go down this path? Uh, no. And then this jagweed goes on to talk. <laughs> he turns to Detective Taba and starts to talk about their shared connections. In the oh, mountains. yeah, that was, oh. oh. I, it's like, you hate it, but I loved it because I was yeah. like, yeah, this is like what they like teach. They teach that yeah. it was the native people, and uh, Taba's not buying the bullshit. And then Alan Lafferty is describing how that's not accurate either. And like, 
that how what the authority says was written by the Mormon scholars. And then he says something along the lines of like, with the old BYU arm twist. Did you catch that part? Uh-uh. It was like, oh, it was written by the scholars with the BYU arm twist. And I'm taking, I was taking that to mean that like BYU and the church just like writes it how they want. They write yeah. history how they want. We had someone like write in and ask us about that. And I was like, oh, I haven't watched that episode yet. So I don't know, but that's how I would interpret it. Yeah, for sure. That's why. So when I do my research for um, when I've been like, huh, I haven't do. I'm not gonna say that I've been doing research a lot, but I've been doing it lately. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to sources and I'm like, what is the sources of the BYU? And I'm like, ah, oh, pass. That's, oh, right. It's definitely I biased, you know. Like, I know. It's like you want to put them in there just to see how biased it is, but then it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, now what's the actual? Yeah. Story? it takes a lot of time so yeah there was that i I don't know if i get to more of that later on in my in my notes oh yeah i think i well i don't remember but i did like how it like depicts the mountain meadows massacre and shows what actually happened and how i had just barely that was that's a story I didn't heard like the real story until like after I had left and I'd have like, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, because they always just talk about the mountain meadows massacre. Like it's just some, something that happened. It was just a thing. And, yeah. it was Indian, and, it's, eh. and it's not like, important and we don't need to like focus on it. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. But like, it was disgusting. And uh, um, I, in that scene, he's also like the way he's like, Oh, what he says, the way it's disgusting how he says it, what tribe are you or something? And then he says, oh, yeah. what, um, there's some way he worded that anyway. And then yeah. Taba's like Paiute or something. Uh-huh. And then he's like, he's like, oh yeah, brothers, we're shared history and all this stuff. I'm like, Ugh, no, uh, literally you don't because a, your, your religion has done everything to obliterate their culture and their history because you're like, denying them of their like that they were even here that they say they there came from the jews over and you know and then yeah. like yeah. <laughs> creating this fictitious shit and then also like when they came over like with B- brigham young they're treat they're like killing them and stuff yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah participating in all the genocide so right. and, i don't yeah but. all of that and then yeah to have the audacity to be like oh that was our shared history and our shared experience when it was the Mormons killing those mm. those people in that um, wagon train, and they and blamed as, it on them. Dressed as Indians too. Yeah, they even like painted their faces mm-hmm. to blame it on them. So it's yeah. it's all so gross. But I love that they they showed that, and yeah. I couldn't help but the whole time think what a active member would think of that. They probably would just be like, "Oh, this is so exaggerated because it's Hollywood." It's dramatized. They just they took it and. They changed it. The but, Hollywood changed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. always the case, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then there's a discussion, like, it turns to this discussion about how Pyrie prevented someone in the ward from becoming a Boy Scout master because of abuse. You remember that part with the general? Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. you... Something about uh, you. He had arrested him or something, or he had like yeah. investigated him or something. So yeah, and he was like upset about that, which was like whoa. But also, another Good thing the Mormon Church does is like yeah. they cover up 
abuse because they don't want to look bad. Yeah. And and then the authority leaves and he condemns Pyrie and Alan Lafferty like what something about he like does the, the dusting of the feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? That was always like this weird myth that we always heard about on my mission. There was a missionary on my mission that would always do it to people. Like, he would just like, um, he, I'd never, he was, he was apparently there before I got there. But like, all the missionaries that were older than me would talk about him. And they were like, he would, if he'd get in arguments with somebody, he'd dust his feet off on, you know, and. And I'm like, that seems a little like at first I, I it had to be explained to me, like, what does that even mean? It's like condemning them to like the wiles of Satan. Like you're basically like condemning them to hell. That's what and I then, thought. But I um, it was pretty new to me. I was like, what exactly is this? Yeah, it's so crazy. It was I, when I, I remember when I saw that, I was just like my jaw dropped. I was like, he just and, did. That, and that someone on your mission <laughs> would do that. Like, oh, that's a great way to be loving to others yeah. when you just. Yeah, he did it. Will be Nelly too, bro. He did it to like tons of people. He was just like, like. <laughs> he sounds like, great. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, he sounds like a sweetheart. I love that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, so then, the next note I have is that Alan Lafferty says, "When my testimony died, I thought I'd die with it. My family became my faith," which I thought was very intense and sweet mm-hmm. and sad. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, oh man, he would break my heart all the time. Like when talking, that, I think that was the scene, oh man, that scene made me cry when he was talking about that stuff, like talking about how his world became Brenda and his daughter mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. it was, um. Yeah, it's sad. Ugh. Yeah. I can't yeah. even imagine being in that position, like knowing that you're. Like your family killed your wife and child all because mm-hmm. of a religion. Because and, of a religion. Ugh. It's awful. Yeah, I can't imagine it. Um, so then there's a scene where Pyrie is reading his daughter's little like notebook journal thing, and I I typed out a quote from it because I was it was so just cringy but relatable <laughs> from what I'd written as a little kid. I says, I pray to Heavenly Father that he will bless me, that I will be worthy to have a righteous priesthood holder take me through the temple. And if I'm obedient to his covenant, I can return to him one day. The pioneers' blood spilt out onto the ground, but they kept their faith. So I know my own suffering will make my own faith stronger. Oh. I. How many times do we hear that, like, you, first of all, you'll never suffer as bad as as Jesus or as bad as Joseph Smith or as bad as the pioneers. Mm-hmm. But when you do suffer, everything will be better. Yeah. Which is fucked up when you think mm-hmm. about it. Like, it really is. It gives you like a this. It's another thing I would like to research on the psychology side of it. But like what it does to you as far as like it goes into the toxic positivity, but it also goes into like um you just it begins to like desensitize you to like emo- negative emotions like you're yeah. just like oh i'm supposed to feel this so that i can feel better later i'm supposed to suffer and feel pain when you don't have to i mean sure we all feel suffering but you don't have to feel the stuff that the church puts on you like it's ugh hate it yeah um so then jacob lafferty I believe he's the youngest Lafferty brother. Um, mm-hmm. The one that like 
his dad wouldn't seek medical help for. He comes into the station claiming that God sent him to Pyrie with Dan's journal. And, oh, yeah. 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 And in the journal are the revelations that Ron is the mouthpiece of God and Dan is the hand of God, like Nephi commanded to cut the head off of Laban. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got the heebie-jeebies because it's all like you can see exactly how their minds would would make this logic. And it's because yeah. of the Book of Mormon and like yeah. Joseph Smith. And it's freaky. It is not a leap at all. Like it's such No, a... it's like the exact same <laughs> the same steps. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like how when people feel like they act like Mormons act so surprised and disgusted by Warren Jeffs when it's like, why that's exactly what Joseph Smith did. Yeah. He's why more his religion his whatever was closer to joseph smith than the mainstream one it's way is. closer yeah so yeah you but you still revere joseph smith like ew gross <laughs> get out of here j-dog mm, um then there's a scene that like gave me the ultimate creeps where it's like brenda's in her house and she thinks she's alone oh, and then God, dan yeah. is dan's sitting there in her kitchen and and he threatens her to bring Alan back to his to like their cult and to bring Diana mm-hmm. back to Ron. Like mm-hmm. they were all all of the Lafferty's were really troubling and they were portrayed mm-hmm. like really troubling. But Dan, there was something very like extra creepy in this actor's portrayal of him. And I don't know how he would like have that fake cheerfulness and Oh yeah. He try was to be like, like soft spoken but violent at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, he was the worst. The one that played, is it Ron Lafferty? Mm-hmm. What's his name? He's from Avatar, and I was like, oh, he's dreamy. And I remember, like, um, I was watching, and I was like, I hope he, I don't, I didn't know anything about the story. Like, I mm-hmm. had vaguely remembered it, you know, hearing about it, whatever, hearing bits and pieces. I didn't know the whole thing about it. But Oh, um, yeah. oh okay. Um, I feel like I listened to... A podcast about it maybe it was yours did you cover this already <laughs> yeah we we mentioned it i didn't like cover it wasn't like its own episode but i did cover them when we covered warren jeffs and the flds but it was like oh. two maybe two and a half years ago and for like a segment of that i covered the lafferty brothers so maybe you heard it there but but yeah. yeah, how did you like having not known about it and then watching it? So at the beginning of the series, I guess we can we were gonna get into our overall thing later, but like I was uh at the beginning of the series, I was like, Oh, it's Sam Worthington, he's so hot and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he that actor does look great at the beginning. Like Yeah. Well like I was gonna his... say they all look really like good. Like when they go to the picnic, that family dinner or whatever. Oh yeah. Yes. They're all happy and typical Mormon and yeah. Anyway, go. We'll and then go it on. goes off the deep end. But yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, Pyrie starts reading Dan's journal and he says it's like he thinks he's writing a sequel to the Book of Mormon. And I was like, yeah, he he thinks that he can do what Joseph Smith did. Like you read yeah. this and you think, oh well, God's talking to me too. So I'll just write this garbage down and say it's Revelation. Could you um, imagine a Book of Mormon sequel? What would that be? Oh, what if God. somebody finds some 
gold plate somewhere, and they're like, this is the Book of Mormon sequel. God maybe says we that need, it is a sequel. Maybe we need to write one. <laughs> and write it and just erase all of the awful shit. Be like, that one, it's kind of, it'll be like the New Testament, like oh, erasing yeah. the Old Testament. We'll yeah. The Book of Mormon and be like, just believe us. We're yeah. the ones he talks to We're now. Don't believe them anymore. Believe us. Yeah, believe us. <laughs> <laughs> an angel came to us trust me <laughs> an angel her name was mariah came to us <laughs> and not just at christmas time yeah <laughs> not just at christmas time <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay so <laughs> that just thrills. anyway so <laughs> So back to this horrible story. Um, Pyrie realizes that Diana is probably still alive in Florida. And he's like, oh, we got to go get Diana. He's packing up to go find her. And this is when he's at home, like packing up. And his wife says, quote, I'm disappointed you won't be bearing your testimony. Oh, yeah. But it's like he's going to get this woman that's being hunted by her husband. Trying to save somebody. <laughs> and what she's concerned about is him bearing his testimony at church. And I thought that was like very poignant to what is important to a lot of Mormon people, but especially like Mormon wives, they want to have like the, the appearance of everyone's strong in the faith and yeah. like all of that. And she says she's going to go stay with her parents and take the kids because she doesn't want to subject her kids to this anymore. And Pyrie says something about like how women and girls were seen as servants in the early Mormon days and how they were taught to be obedient and submissive. And then that's when she says, I married a man of faith and that's who I plan on raising the children with, whether it's with you or someone else. Oh, it's so devastating. Yeah. And that's like something that happens to people a lot in the churches. Even if they do lose their faith, they have to pretend that they haven't or they're, they might lose their spouse, which is so sad. Yeah. Cause you're taught like, that like God first, which really means church first, and then your family. Well, and then there's that. Did you? I don't know if you remember that teaching where they have the triangle. Oh. Like it's mm -hmm. it's not just two people in your marriage. It's you and your spouse and God, and you're all married basically. It is just like. It's, it's creepy. It I is. I don't want. I don't like that. I don't want creepy heavenly father in there with me uh, uh -uh. Um, <laughs> so uh okay so they find ron lafferty's car in wyoming so they change plans to go there instead of florida and the chief of police says to Pyrie, and this before it does any damage to what i hope is still most important to you brother like mm. ah all these mormons and the just in the government and all around him are pressuring him to protect the church and it's gross um, they get to the place where they thought Ron might be, and the guys that are there, I think their names Chip and Ricky. Mm. <laughs> These dudes they like <laughs> yeah. met up with in like Reno or Vegas or something. Mm -hmm. They say that they left Ron and Dan in Nevada, and one of them was like, "Yeah, we left him there because of all the heaven talk, man. So fucking crazy." <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, they like were with Ron and Dan the day that they killed Brenda. And then they were like, then we stole Ron's car to get away because we were scared because of all the blood. And we knew they were going to continue their list. And it's like, if you knew they had a list in the first place, why were you hanging out with these yeah. crazy? Like, I don't know. There must have been something else going on. But 
yeah, I would not hang out with those with the Lafferty's at all. That scary. Um, and then there's a flashback scene that shows what happened, like the day of the murders, where Ron's like losing it in the car, saying it's a test of faith, and then Dan saying, "I will go and I will do anything for Heavenly Father," and like I can hear his voice, and I'm gonna set this church back in order, and then. And then it shows the attack on Brenda, which is just like so Ugh. horrifying and awful, and how like Dan did it, Ron helped by handing him the tools, and I just ugh. Well, and then she was. Um, that was a really rough scene, but I mm-hmm. I wondered how they were going to handle that because I knew it was coming, but I, obviously, but like it was just like how are they going to? Mm. And then. Um, I just, I, the fact that she kept um, telling them that they were wrong the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Even down to her last, like. Yeah. I just thought that was incredible. That, and I I was, like, bawling while it was happening. And I was just like, oh. I know. Yeah. And very strong. Like, most people would just be like, you're right. Like, or whatever. But Brenda mm. was, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, obviously, they hated that because they didn't want mm-hmm anyone as specifically a woman defying them in their day um so Pyrie and taba are like out i you know they're they got this information from chip and ricky and Pyrie says uh i was told all my life atheists were put on this earth to lead us astray why would i trust a pair of them and taba just kind of like lays into him and is like he says I'm aware that your people are allergic to facts because facts point toward <laughs> truth. <laughs> yes. I, I love Tava. Oh, oh, he was so the best. Good. Such a good character. And <laughs> this is when he, Tava tells the true story about the Mountain Meadows massacre and how, like, we already covered, but I was just like, yes, like, yes, get that out that. there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they find Diana safe in Florida, but she learns that Brenda's been killed. Like, I can't even... I can't even imagine these poor, this, all of these, these fam, like all of these families that are connected to these guys, mm-hmm. like imagine being their kids Ugh. and knowing what your dad did. I, yeah. uh-uh. Well, and one of the daughters was like older. She was like one of the teenager. Oh yeah. 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 She was, um, she definitely knew what was going on. And then I don't remember what episode it was. Sorry, this might be calling it back, but like when he goes back to the house and all the kids are hiding from him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it was, it was terrifying. It was awful. Like, he was so scary. And um, and then Dan was, like, a, molesting and sexually assaulting his mm. wife's children. And just everything was so fucked up. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's nearing kind of towards the end. It shows uh, Sandy. I think her name was Sandy's home. Oh, the... In <laughs> Like this woman that they were staying with. I don't so know if like, they'd both married her. Or... waitress or whatever. Like she was a, yeah. Yeah. And she was like into them. And uh, like, I guess they mentioned that there were all these used condoms in her, in her place. And Pyrie was like, <laughs> well, that's not allowed. Like we don't. And the Mormons don't have premarital sex. And Tava said, <laughs> said, well, they committed murder. What's some sexual sin compared to that? <laughs> like, yeah. But in their mind, the mental gymnastics of like we killed because of blood atonement, it just it yeah. doesn't make sense. Uh, 
And then he says, yeah, maybe they married her like Brigham Young and all his wives. Just like all his little one-liners were so good. I know. <laughs> and there's like a part where I think I think they're out in the desert. And it's the very first time that Pyrie says a swear word. He says, yeah. But I don't not remember the exact um, context of it. But he says something like, what the fuck or something. Yeah. And Papa's like talking about a moral compass and he says like if there's no god doesn't that make this even all that more miraculous and I was like, yes yes um so then they talk a little bit about how polygamy was kept alive but in private it shows i think it shows john taylor and he says oh, the one yeah. the one mighty and strong will come along to set in order the house of god and like how polygamy will come back one day and this is mm-hmm. a lot of why there's the power struggle between Ron and Dan to be the one like so there's only one that can bring back these celestial laws there so uh side note that meeting I had no idea like I'd never heard of that maybe maybe I had uh, all these things like the, it's like the Mountain Meadows massacres like you probably was it probably was mentioned at some point, but it was never, it was always just like, oh, we don't know what it means, or, oh, yeah. this is something that was said, you know? It's just like, yeah. eh, it's not, like, grained into you. Like, they have these specific things that just make things sound nice. Mm-hmm. To, um, mm-hmm. And then, but then the reality of that, so that meeting, I've, I've learned <laughs> recently that how much that impacted, like, shoot-offs of the church and then oh yeah there's um and then uh obviously people like this like get radicalized because of it you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so whew. it's yeah yeah and and john the taylor fact that- gets off on a lot like he did like we talk about joseph smith and Brigham young but john taylor was there with them i know and we don't, and we don't really bring that up we don't talk about him like we need to we need to do that more because yeah. he's just as shitty yeah. and just as abusive and, and crazy like yeah and I, I feel like if you mentioned his name to anyone who wasn't mormon they'd be like what that's just a generic name like yeah I don't know. it's but, like jake taylor but um. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Elizabeth Taylor Jacob as, Elizabeth as, Taylor. as, as <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I mean the fact that, that that meeting happened and we all know that like they stopped polygamy because of legal reasons, not because of an actual revelation, but they kept the polygamy in the doctrine as we know and and left it open to be like one day it can come back and it will be in the celestial kingdom so like it really does leave it open for just some dude who wants power to be like i'm the one i'm the one who says it's coming back god's talking to me like (laughs) oh hate it um okay so this is there's like a scene in the bathroom where where ron says dan needs to perish and dan says that they should pray on it and then ron tries to strangle him and dan was like hitting himself in the face to spill blood so that he could like be saved by blood atonement Mm -hmm. like that um so yeah they they they, obviously the police find them and diana uh, rescues matilda also from dan like it shows all of these things great scene i love diana i loved that scene yeah and then 
then saying shame on you to the people that were didn't do anything. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, so good. yeah, because they're all just like, what? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and as they're arresting Dan, he's shouting, "Was Abraham a criminal? Brigham Young?" And it was so funny. Like right at that scene, I was just sitting in the living room watching that, and Scott walked from the kitchen like behind me, and he heard that, and he just goes, "Yeah." Like they yeah. were criminals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it shows there's like a scene where it's Taba and Pyrie and Taba gives like a Mormon prayer and it kind of made me giggle. But then he yeah. has this lovely Paiute prayer and song. And then at the very end, Pyrie returns home and the family prays and he's out with his mom looking out at like this beautiful view and his mom his mom says that that's a miracle and Pyrie says that just being there with her was miracle enough for him and I was like oh that was the end yeah. that was the last scene um so what did you what did you think of I guess just the I guess all of it in general like of the, the whole series, series in general yeah um I was like I said, I wasn't sure what, like, the story, but I knew it was something, it was based on, it really happened. And then I, I was familiar with it being a murder and all that stuff. And, like, it was kind of the Lafferty brothers. Because I think there's a last podcast on the left. I don't know if I should, anyway, whatever. But they have a whole <laughs> series about the um, about the Mormon history. It's really good. It's I like so it. It's so good. And I think they covered the Lafferty brothers at some point. I think that's the podcast that I heard. Yeah. And, um, like, they, uh, anyway, like, I just, seeing it was uh, it was different. And, like, seeing Pyrie's um, loss of his faith. Like, yes. So visibly, mm-hmm. like, Andrew Garfield does such a good job. It was so good. Like, yeah. I, I felt like he encompassed being a Mormon really well and when he was breaking down his faith it was like like I cried it was intense yeah. and he did he portrayed it very well like and it it portrayed that loss of not just your faith but like the potential loss of your family and even mm. like your job in some situations where he lived it's like everyone yeah. around you is like depending on you to protect your sense of community church. and yeah in yeah. your relation to anybody, everybody. Yeah, so. and then he's just trying to do literally what he thinks is right. And mm-hmm. I, I I, related to that a lot because it's like, as you as you know, like, I mean, you live in Rexburg. Like, Ugh. it's hard yeah. to even just, like, talk about things sometimes, even when you're like, I should speak up about this. But, like, literally everyone around me doesn't agree. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought, I guess I don't know, like, I've, as far as like how they were portrayed, I think they did like a really good job. And I haven't watched interviews with like Dan or Ron Lafferty, but I feel like these actors probably did. Um, Dan Lafferty is still incarcerated in Utah State Prison. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Ron has died. Oh, okay. Good riddance. Good riddance. (laughs) Yeah. But the, um, Brenda, the, the actress that, portrayed her was really good too um oh my god she's so good and just like so beautiful yeah. yeah like inside and out just a good person yes. and just mm-hmm. like wanting the truth and wanting yeah. to live a good life rather yeah. than and not she she saw them for 
through their bullshit, you know, and yeah. I liked that. And she was like a kind of a more rare character of a woman who was Mormon, but still had like a sense of somewhat of independence and like mm-hmm. being a little bit like more outspoken and not. Yeah. And that's tough to do when yeah. everyone around you is telling you to shut up and obey. Right. And then uh, the temple scenes were <gasps> so triggering, but like so well done. Like I just, I loved that it was that they were unapologetic about it and they were not, mm-hmm. there was no like, we're just going to show little glimpses of it. It was like, here yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> have you, um, have you heard or like seen any Mormon like influencers or podcasters or whatever, like respond to I've heard about it. I haven't actually gone to look it, to see what the, I've, they they hate the the temple scene. They're like like the couple that I've I've seen or like heard. They're like they had to portray it so creepy and like weird. Why did they have to make it look so weird and creepy? And in my head, I'm like, they didn't do anything different than what actually. That's happened. literally what it is. <laughs> because it is creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like these poor people. Like I know they're trying to justify it in their head. Like. My church isn't scary, but it's like, it is, though. Oh, like, honey. Yeah. Newsflash. And if you let yourself kind of think about it for a second, I think a lot of people who go through the temple are freaked out by yeah. it. But they're told, like, oh, well, I'll just get used to it. Like, I'll yeah. just go more and this get used to this weakness. Oh. It, it becomes that sheep mentality, too, because everybody else is doing it, so I got to do it. You know, like. Yeah, I got to do it, or, yeah, I won't be as And you're, you're told told that your whole life is that leads up to that point so yeah and you're told that like the more you go the more you'll learn and the more mm-hmm. you go like the more um spiritual you'll become and you'll be closer to god and all that i believed that fucking lie and i was like i would go and i'd be like i don't understand it still i still don't understand it what the fuck <sighs> am i doing what do these things mean and i just I, yeah and i hate that it like it makes you feel like it's it's on you. You're like, why am I not understanding? Like everyone's thinking like, you you hear like, Oh, I had such a spiritual experience in the temple. I felt so close to heavenly father. And then you're like, what am I doing wrong? What, why am I not getting that? I'd be sitting in the like celestial room, which is supposed to be like the special, like little you're it's the highest. You're supposed to be the closest to God at that point in the, on the world or whatever. And I'd just be like, it's a room. It's nice. It's quiet. Has a big Every, chandelier. Everybody's really quiet. Nobody talks. Everybody talks in hushed tones. And what do you talk about when you're in the celestial room? Like, do you even really talk about like what just happened, or is it more just like mm-hmm. kind of how you're feeling, or like well, not even maybe not even how you're feeling, just like oh we're feeling the fill the spirit, or I don't know. Is, like, because I've never been. I don't in the remember room. like full-on conversations it was always just like people go go like you you see the cringy well you see the couples that are like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where we got married you know something like that and i'm just like i would always like my bitter like single members are like mm, fuck you you know even in the celestial room i'm just like no and then um I'm like, get oh, a room and not this one <laughs> This is the celestial room. We do not do that here. And <laughs> even though they're just like hugging, you know, whatever. Anyway, but like the, and then I don't know. I would, 
conversations there. I just, I can't really recall like lengthy conversations. It's more just like you kind of go and sit down for a while. Sometimes I'm like not big on, like I was like, I'd get there and I'd be like, okay, now what? I do it. Do I just go? Like well, yeah, all the time. I you've already like, been there for what, like two hours? You're, I yeah. would be wanting to like go get like food or just like leave, go do something else. Yeah. And my, so my family is very much about like, we would, and I can remember conversations where we'd be like, okay, let's go eat. You know, it's more just like that kind of stuff. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, okay, it's done now. We can go eat. Oh. And it's more just like a, like a check off your list. Like we went to the temple, we did our thing. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's so weird, but I love, yeah, I love how they showed, they showed that in the, mm-hmm. and I feel like they got, I would say like the majority of Mormon, even like cultural things pretty spot mm-hmm. on. There were just like a couple of things, like for example, I think I've mentioned before, like the saying like, oh my heavenly father, instead yeah. of oh my God, like Mormons yeah. don't do that, but that was probably oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my there were not gosh. enough oh my gosh or oh my hicks in there. <laughs> so like, when they did it, I, I did giggle when people were yeah. like, oh darn, oh gosh darn it. Like that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no swearing. Yeah. Uh, my nephew the other day said oh shiz and I was like, really? <laughs> I, used to, <laughs> I used to say that. I remember the oh shiz. Like all of or like oh freak. Like instead of fuck. Like all of the little yeah. words you could say that weren't swears but meant yeah. swears yeah. <laughs> it's embarrassing <laughs> i remember when i moved to idaho it was the uh, um i hadn't heard it before but it was like everybody was saying what the f and i'm like what the f oh yeah <laughs> what the f is that and i was like now i hear it more but like maybe i don't know but i'm just like at the time i was like why don't you just say it yeah there was also what the h that was the other one too i was like <laughs> Instead of what the heck, yeah, they, they say, say hell. They can't say hell. <laughs> H-E double hockey stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like, I wasn't, I, I definitely went through my Peter Priesthood era and didn't swear. I did this, that all the time too, but like, I wouldn't swear in public. <laughs> I would swear to myself <laughs> in secret. <laughs> and you would, would you swear on your blog posts? <laughs> oh my god no. we don't have to get into that yet that's a teaser for later yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go Fair. listen to jake's podcast where yeah. blog post when he was and i've been able to see a few of these in there <laughs> oh they brightened my day i like barely got yeah. anything done that day oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that was really uh, like what the f- <laughs> all right, anyway. we all love those things um Let's Find see. Out what me, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts about just like the series in general, or I guess any of the characters that we haven't touched on? Like there was a lot. That um, I liked the portrayal of uh, Joseph Smith and Emma Smith, and like yeah. mm-hmm. they made Joseph super creepy. Although the actor could get it, but <laughs> just saying, like yeah, he was very. If I could separate it from. Oh, you played Joseph Smith. Mm, I, it's okay. Just don't dress like that. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, but the <laughs> Emma Chef's kiss. Oh, that whole she was, she was stunning. It was great, and I oh. I I loved the portrayal of Emma. Like because mm-hmm. at growing up Mormon or just being a Mormon, it's like Emma was always so in love and like 
Mm-hmm. It was like Emma and Joseph, this perfect love story. Yeah. And he was so good to her and she was so mm-hmm. devout because I'm so like loyal. And I loved showing this other side that I really think was probably more accurate. Yeah. She was like, like, fuck this. I don't yeah. I don't want you to treat me like this and be mm-hmm. your, you know, whatever, your 14th wife, not your first and yeah. your 30th or whatever it was. And that scene where I don't remember what episode when she was basically saying like, well, then I'll go have other, other men. Oh, other men. Yeah. (laughs) And he said, that's when he had a revelation from God that like she would be damned if she didn't um, Mm. obey him and only have polygamy allowed for men to take lives. You know, it never sat right with me that like, we'd talk about Emma, you know, in the church, but as like, you know, this, Oh, the prophet's wife and you know and they never obviously mentioned the polygamy Mm-mm. because and then um because she was she was his great love you know and that was his yeah. wife and yeah. then um it always there's always like this mystery about like well why did she why didn't she come to utah then like she why didn't she right what, what it, happened something had to have happened but they never talk about that they i know that was like a huge um deal like shelf breaker for me actually when I was like wait yeah you're you're told this whole time Emma totally believed it and I think I was even told that like Emma saw the golden plates or something like we all know that's a lie but it was something along those lines of like she really believed it like she was there with him they were so in love and then as soon as he dies she's like peace I'm out like now (laughs) and she's like I'm not going with Brigham Young because he's a misogynistic abuser where you know so it's joseph smith but still it's just like yeah you, you're never to taught that. And was... yeah and then she was like bye i'm going this other way and uh oh okay what did you think of the scene where um it shows brigham young like he they intercept and slash like change emma's letter to joseph when he had run away from the law oh, and yeah. they like changed it. it was like porter rockwell and John Taylor, I think, or Brigham Young, someone, they changed it to tell him to, like, come back. And there was the whole, like, conspiracy oh, about, like, was... they knew that he was going to get killed if he came back. And Brigham Young wanted him to die yeah. and take so over. That, mm-hmm. I, that blew my mind. That was one of the things that I was like, um, yeah. I was like, holy shit, that actually has, that could have. That, that could have been it. Like That very well could have been it. Like, I, I could yeah, I never so thought well. about like, that. Mm-hmm. Brigham Young could totally do that. Like, and the fact that he eventually ended up taking up the reins and like going and taking the Saints this whole direction uh-huh. out, out west and yeah. all the stuff politically, like with the trying to get polygamy and trying to have the theocracy, the, uh, and their own little state like Utah and yeah. having it have its. All it's that stuff. Country. Like, I just, yeah, it's yeah. own country. Yeah. And it just, it fits. Whew, it's just it fits like, so well. I, I would not be surprised if Brigham Young was like, yeah, we got to sacrifice him. And then he would, you know, he knew exactly what to do to sweep in. He even did the thing where he like pretended that Joseph's spirit had like come mm-hmm. into him and we was talking yeah. to the crowd. And it's like, I had never, ever heard that theory before or even thought of that. And I was like, Neither oh. I would not put it past Brigham Young, though, because he was a tyrant and he yeah. would like stop at nothing to get what he wanted. Yeah. So that was yeah, that was new to me and kind of a mind mind blower. 
I'm mind blower. Ew. Who am I? <laughs> no. But yeah, that was interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. We haven't really. There's, there was a lot. Like There was a lot. I watched it over over quite a while. But um, overall, I, I thought it was really well done. And I I thought that they showed a lot of the parts of Mormonism like really truthfully. Yeah. And I, I liked that it wasn't just about the murder story, which is mm-hmm. tragic and important to tell. But then they went into like the why behind it and why mm-hmm. those Lafferty brothers believed those things was because of Mormonism. Yeah. The fact that they showed the blood atonement stuff was just it made made me happy, too, because just as happy as it showed not seeing the mountain massacre, but like. Well, yeah, yeah. The actual portrayal of how they were just so unapologetic, and I just I loved the whole like that they gave because we're all we we as members, ex members, like we um we're so used to this flowery portrayal of all that, and seeing it in that light, mm-hmm. it's just even like the as like a cinematography kind of point, like everything's subdued and dark and just like very there's yeah, just that. Yeah vibe like it's mm-hmm. it's not this isn't gonna be a pretty flowery story about a religion that you know yeah and it's like it's validating to see it portrayed yeah the things that we've researched and that we've come to realize are true and we've seen tons of portrayals of the faults like church's mm-hmm. narrative but to see the the truth and like what we've learned it's it's like validating and satisfying to be like oh yeah okay I I <laughs> knew this church was full of shit and harm, but it's nice to like see it and to show the rest of the world that. Uh-huh. Do you think that this series um would would be interesting for people who like don't know anything about Mormons, or do you think it would be kind of still like over their head of like what is all this weirdness? I don't know. I I've tried to like take it out of context a little bit, but it's hard to do that. But like I um I. Th- I think it would be interesting to them, but they'd be like, what the... F-? I feel like it would be a little yeah. over their head. They'd be kind of like, what the fuck? Like, especially the temple stuff, they'd be like, well, that's weird. Like, yeah, that's... it'd just be like watching a weird cult thing. Like, probably mm-hmm. interesting, but then it doesn't hit as hard yeah. um, for people who have experienced it. And you can pick up on, like, all the little nuanced things mm-hmm. that are like, oh, yep, yep, all yep. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even down to, like, like the songs and like the artwork that was in like his mm. home, they had like the cross stitch of like families are forever and stuff like that. Oh, you just yeah. up on all the little things that was very detailed and well yeah. done. Yeah. So good. That's so well done. Now, Dustin Lance Black, you need to make a series about Joseph Smith and Emma and Brigham Young and all that stuff. All the early yeah. days of church. <laughs> I know. I've thought for a while how like, yeah, having a like an HBO series so it can really get into the nitty gritty and like the violence of it all, especially yeah, like the moving out west stuff. It would yeah. be it'd be really good. I wish Game of Thrones level type. Yes, yes, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna do it. Gonna oh. get rich. It was our idea. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess we've talked about an hour, but. Thank you for being my co-host and Anytime. for all of your insights, as always. <laughs> and thank you, listeners. We'll be back later. Bye-bye. Bye.